Hey there, neighbor. Welcome to Good Life News, a weekly podcast where we talk about ideas, living the abundant Christian life, and God's wonderful, wonderful love. I'm your host, Pastor Lauren Fenton, an old farm kid, Bible student, preacher of grace, husband of one, father of two, papa for five, and really just another pilgrim headed for home. I'm so glad you've clicked in to join me on this journey today. Let's walk together for a few minutes and see what we can discover on the way to the kingdom. Are you ready? Let's go! Greetings once again, friends. This is episode 26 of the podcast. The title of this week's episode is Romans Part 3, Love Can Build a Bridge. Today's episode is Part 3 of the six-part series, Studies in Romans, Saved by Grace, Powered by Love. Last week, we explored the Apostle Paul's teaching on righteousness by faith. Today, we'll move into the next few chapters where Paul gives clear, practical guidelines for the believers in Rome. The Christian life is not abstract theology unconnected with life, but it has practical implications that will affect how we choose to behave each day. And it's not enough merely to know the gospel. We must let it transform our life and let God impact every aspect of our lives. And that last statement is adapted from the New Living Translation Life Application Bible Introduction to Romans. Well, let's begin today with a quick review. In the first two parts of this series, we read Paul's description of the sinful state of man in the first one, the first part. Because we are born into Adam's flesh, every one of us is sinful and doomed to destruction. However, Paul also states that in Christ, God has forgiven us and all are justified in his eyes. The righteousness of Christ is accounted to all who believe and accept God's gracious gift of full justification. The covenant of salvation is complete when both parties are in agreement. God has already finished and made known his part. Every descendant of Adam and Eve is already fully justified in the eyes of heaven. But each individual must consent to receive the freedom offered by the gospel for himself or herself. God won't insist on saving someone who simply does not want to be saved, but chooses instead to live for self, rejecting the offer of grace and forgiveness. We finished last week with Paul's summary statement at the beginning of Romans 5. He says, Therefore, Since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. Romans 5, verses 1 and 2. Today, I want to talk about God as the bridge builder who spans the gap between himself and us. There's an ancient legend among the Native American tribes of the Pacific Northwest. The Klickitat people in southwest Washington state tell stories of the great spirit Taihi Sagali and his two sons, Pato and Waist, who settled in the beautiful country of the Cascade Mountains, both north and south of the Columbia River. 
Taihi Sagali built a huge land bridge across the river so the families of his sons could visit with each other. Well, it seems in time both Pato and Waiist fell in love with the same beautiful maiden. Her name was Luwit. But Luwit could not choose between the brothers. And this resulted in a time of terrible warfare between the tribes. Entire villages and forests were destroyed, and the earth shook so violently that the bridge across the river chasm collapsed, creating an earthen dam, the remains of which can still be seen today near the town of Cascade Locks, about 40 miles east of Portland, Oregon. In 1926, the Wauna Toll Bridge Company completed and opened a steel-framed cantilever bridge at the site of the ancient landslide. The modern Bridge of the Gods is now owned and operated by the port of Cascade Locks. I've crossed that bridge many, many times. My mother first told me of the Native American story and pointed out the nearby mountain features known as the legendary Bridge of the Gods. Oh, and oh, by the way, according to the Klickitat storytellers, because the brothers Pato and Waist couldn't stop fighting, Taihi Sagali turned them into volcanic mountains. Pato became Mount Adams to the north of the river, and Waist became Mount Hood to the south. And the lovely Lewitt became Mount St. Helens. And until the great eruption on May 18, 1980, she was the most beautiful of all the volcanic peaks in the Cascade Range. Well, perhaps it's not too much of a stretch to use this old Native American legend to illustrate the condition of all the human race in our separation from God, the Creator, and from each other. Wars and conflicts dominate the entire history of humanity. Someone once said the history of civilization is the history of war with occasional outbreaks of peace. Alienation from others is the natural fruit of self-centered hearts and selfish motives. It seems that regardless of countless attempts to form a lasting peace for our world, the best we can accomplish is never good enough. Inevitable conflicts erupt like volcanoes, spewing devastation and death everywhere. The Old Testament prophet Isaiah wrote, Your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear you. Isaiah 59 verses 1 and 2. It's quite obvious we need some bridges to restore the life-giving connections we all need, not only with each other, but also with God. Sinful man, Adam, cannot bridge the gap. Our only hope for permanent restoration of relationships, both with God and with our fellow men, must come from outside. The Apostle Paul told the Roman believers just how God accomplished this for all of Adam's race. I'm quoting now from the Apostle. When we were still without strength, he says, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
When we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Romans 5, verses 6 through 11. And a few verses later, Paul adds, Just as the result of one trespass was condemnation for all men, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. End quote, Romans 5.18 From all this, we can see that God is the master bridge builder. Jesus told the Pharisee Nicodemus, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16 When we accept God's gracious invitation to join up with him and his cause on earth, he gives us a new assignment for our new eternal life that begins immediately. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there is no God formed, nor shall there be after me. Isaiah 43.10 Paul makes that assignment even more clear in 2 Corinthians 5. In verse 18, he states that we each have been given the ministry of reconciliation. A couple of verses later, verse 20, he narrows the role even more. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, end quote. We then are ambassadors, representatives of the kingdom of God, even while we continue living in this present world. God's kingdom is a kingdom of love, forgiveness, and acceptance. It's a kingdom of peace, both inner peace and in all our outward relationships, insomuch as it's possible to live at peace with everyone around us, See Romans 12, verse 18. I'll talk more about this in an upcoming episode of the podcast. For now, let's simply note that we are called to build bridges of understanding, bridges of peace, bridges of forbearance, and bridges of grace between ourselves and others, and to be the mediator of peace between others and God whenever we can. To that end, Paul makes this amazing statement at the end of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, quoting, God made Christ, who knew no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God, end quote, verse 21. How do we become the righteousness of God? By yielding our old sin-laden selves in exchange for the new life in Christ. In doing so, we then become the hands, the feet, the body of Christ on earth, commissioned with one task, work for the reconciliation of every soul with the Creator of all, and thus build up the eternal kingdom of our God. And I'd like to end with this one more verse that says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons and daughters of God. That's what Jesus said in the Beatitudes, in the Sermon on the Mount. Well, thank you so much for listening today. I pray you've been blessed, and I hope you can join me for next week's episode. And then 
I'll share part four of this special six-part series on the book of Romans. And next week's title is Living for Jesus. In that study, we'll explore somewhat more in depth what it means to be a bridge builder, following the example of Jesus who became the bridge to the Father for us. So be sure to tune in and invite someone else to listen with you. I'll explore the next few chapters in Paul's epistle where he writes about sharing our faith in our present world, and I'm excited to share these incredible truths of what it means to me to be a follower of Jesus. And as I say each week, if you enjoy these podcasts and blog posts, please do share the links with your friends, your family, or whomever. I will greatly appreciate it for sure, but I think it will be a blessing for those other folks as well. So many blessings to you and my many thanks in advance. God bless. I'll talk with you next week. So we've come to the end of this episode of the Good Life News Podcast. If you would like to comment or join a conversation about today's content, please visit our website at www.goodlifenews.life. I'd love to hear your thoughts and observations. On the website's blog page, you can also find a complete transcript of the most recent episode, which will always be posted at the top of the page. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. If you'd like to help out in this ministry, it's incredibly helpful if you'd leave a nice rating or review on your platform of choice. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in again next week as we continue our journey exploring more about God's love, His amazing grace, and the incredible good news of the everlasting gospel. Until then, walk in peace, live in hope, and hold your treasures with open hands.